sometimes you, you know, it deviates, you know, you, you kind of get off on a, on a bit of a side tangent, um, you know, as a demo engineering, you know, person and being on a demo engineering team, you know, you try your best to make those, you know, transitions from kind of your main path to different tangents as, as smooth as possible. And it's impossible to cover every, you know, possible scenario that might happen. I mean, it would be, you know, nothing would ever get done. Hey everybody, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Wayne Brown, who's Global Azure Lead Solutions Engineer for Cloud Channels at AppDynamics. Wayne, how are you? I hope I got that right. Yep, you did. I'm doing well. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I, I know that you're uh, tuning in from Montana and uh, beautiful, beautiful area, so... I, you're on a different time zone, so I appreciate you uh, making making time for this, you know, recording. Um, Absolutely. Well, why don't you take a quick second to introduce yourself and tell folks a little bit about your career background? Sure. Um, as, as was mentioned, uh, my name is Wayne Brown. Uh, I'm the Global Azure Lead uh, Solutions Engineer for our Cloud Channels team at AppDynamics. Um, prior to that role, I was a demo engineer at a couple of different companies for about eight and a half, nine years. Um, I got into the pre-sales realm. Uh, most of my background has been software development, um, some web development, but mostly full stack development experience. And then in 2012, I was approached with an offer to join a demo team uh, with an organization and I made the jump and it's been a wild ride ever since. Awesome. Well, you know, demo engineering teams have been popping up. We're wildly excited about it, you know, just because we've been building a, a tool, which we hope to to really be able to be the tool of record for demo engineers at some point, you know, from, from kind of your experience, what, what is demo engineering and like, how, how is it sort of like popping up right now in, in, you know, across the board? So I, I like to use an analogy that one of my colleagues uh, has used in the past because it, it fits so well. If you think of it in terms of theater, um, you have your solutions engineers and sales engineers. They're the primary actors on the stage. They're going out and they're delivering the performance to customers and, and potential clients. I liken demo engineering to almost like your stage crew. So we're behind the scenes. We're, you know, maintaining the infrastructure that, you know, comprise of these different demo environments. Uh, we make sure that the environments are, are kept up to date. Um, and, and we make sure that we have uh, different assets and artifacts made available to, you know, fit uh, most use case scenarios that are out in the market. Awesome. You know, for folks out there that are looking to deploy demo engineering teams, when do you know that you need one? When is it like too early? Is it too early? I don't think it's ever too early. Um, I think it's one of those things that you should always keep in mind, especially if you're an up and coming organization, because 
throughout the sales process, the demo is actually one of the most important pieces of collateral that you can present to a client. Um, it's really where the proof is in the pudding, um, where you know, you're able to convey the value of the solution that you're trying to sell. And you could talk about it all day long, but seeing it, you know, brings it into a whole different perspective. Yeah. Well, how do you know that you're, you're building great demos and that you're actually like following the, the, the path of success, right? And so is it mapping to the sales motion? Like, you know, do you have like, you, do you work with, let's say product marketing to come up with the storyline, those sort of things? Mm-hmm. So uh, in, in my past experience, we have always aligned to uh, sales engineering organizations. Um, so we're very tightly you know, aligned to the field. Um, because the artifacts that are being delivered are, you know, closely related to different sales motions and different verticals that are are being pursued. Um, Now, having said that, we do work with product marketing as well to showcase the highlights of uh, and the different features that we want to, you know, highlight as part of demos. And what kind of roadblocks do you typically run into as a demo engineer that maybe you didn't know beforehand? Um, having, you know, when I first entered into, you know, the demo engineering world, uh, for me, um, it wasn't necessarily the technical, um, there weren't necessarily technical roadblocks that, you know, stood in my way. It was more understanding the industries and and understanding, you know, who these, you know, demos are being built for and what's the value proposition that you get around them. And that's why demo engineering is really, really a unique, you know, space within the, you know, within the pre-sales world is because you kind of straddle that, you know, you straddle the sales world and you straddle the product world. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I guess for sales engineers out there who are looking to maybe get into demo engineering as it it continues to evolve, what advice would you give folks uh, around, let's say, getting into that? And I know a lot of sales engineers are building demos anyways, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. primarily the, at least my interaction as a former salesperson that was their primary thing, right? Creating the demo, coming and talking, tech talk, right? And helping mm-hmm. us close deals. So if you're looking to maybe just double down on the demo creation piece, what advice would you give folks? I would say to, if, uh, for those who are leading a, a demo engineering organization, understand the sales motions that your, your sales teams are going through and align your deliverables to those different sales motions. Some companies uh, will do that in a verticalized manner. And so they'll produce artifacts that, you know, may not necessarily be tailored to every specific opportunity that's being pursued, but will produce artifacts that are within a particular industry or a particular vertical, and then provide tools that, you know, to make available to, you know, further drive that customization of, of the experience. Awesome. Now, you know, we all have different sort of strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I don't want to say weaknesses because I, I would say just think strengths and then things that we're not as motivated or excited about. How do you sort of, you know, based on your experiences, how do you focus on motivating and inspiring 
ASEs who are, you know, many of have this hybrid between the sales acumen and the technical versus product engineers based on your experience? Um, I will say both roles, you know, whether you're a sales engineer or product engineer or product development, they both have a common goal, which is solving problems. Um, it just kind of depends on the scale and the scope. And a lot of times that's where demo engineering kind of sits in that unique role because we see, you know, both aspects and, and, and both perspectives and the things that we produce, you know, we take the deliverables that product engineering is providing us and we take that in turn, produce deliverables that, you know, sales engineers can then take and, you know, further customize and, and deliver to their customers. Now, do you sit down with product engineering and say, okay, we're going to clone the instance and you set up AWS and you have to kind of like very much maintain that experience in the same way that you would maintain a production customer facing product? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's kind of where we straddle on the product side is that it is a platform and, you know, with that platform, there's routine maintenance that has to happen. And so, you know, being in a demo engineering organization, you know, that's one of the responsibilities is maintaining that infrastructure or working with the teams who have access to that infrastructure. You know, what has been the transition like from a demo engineer now to like a solutions consulting uh, role? Like, are you still doing any demoing or like, what, what do you think the, the key differentiators are? So for me and my experience, because I align to our partner and channels organization, there's still a lot of the enablement uh, perspective that enable, enablement activities that I still participate in. But now instead of you know, my customers being sales engineers, my customers are now partners. So in that regard, it's been a fairly smooth transition. But if you're going from, you know, a demo engineering field to, or demo engineering role to someone who's out in the field, I mean, I can see where it would be a little bit different because now you're, you're not just taking, you know, the nuts and bolts of, of the platform and, and the customized demo and, and handing that off. Now you're taking, you know, the customer pain points and, you know, the issues that the customer is experiencing and you're translating those to requirements. And then based on those requirements, you're able to you know, pick from X number of, of demo artifacts that you know, give you a kickstart. Gotcha. And what are some of the best ways to like onboard and train your sales engineers? And then separately, that same question for demo engineers around the actual demo, right? Because it can't mm -hmm. just be building a piece of technology, right? It's got to follow a strategy. Yeah, that's correct. And I believe in order to be a very successful demo engineer, you need to at least know the product um, that you are working on. And you need to have some knowledge of, of the industry that which to which the product aligns. Um, as far as making sure you know that you know we're keeping people within you know within you know the aspects of, of what we're showing for demos, we do have you know, certification processes that you know our field or field sales engineers go through to make sure that yes we're the demos you know they're not only able to deliver the demos as far as the click path goes, but are also able to provide the value proposition along each step of the way. 
Hmm. And how do you f- like make sure that the uh, sales engineers or your team, even demo engineers, well, I guess demo is easier because mm-hmm. uh, in terms of following that process, right? And not just going on a chan- tangent because they are building the actual yeah. demo. So let's focus on the sales engineers. Like how do you make sure that they're doing that, you know, following that process or doing that demo mm-hmm. that they were taught? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, you can only take it so far. Um, you can only, you know, provide, you know, documentation, um, videos, you know, that may be considered a gold standard for delivering a demo around this particular feature. Um, there are, you know, different tools and, and, and different, you know, tricks of the trade. You know, uh, we've used uh, tools in the past, such as, you know, Adobe Captivate, and I've seen Reprise and, and you know, it's a fantastic, you know, solution. And I wish I would have had this about, you know, two or three years ago. Um, but it's, you know, shameless plug for, for you guys. Thank you. Thank but- <laughs> you. And folks, I, I, we didn't talk about that before. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Wayne. T- totally <laughs> off the cuff. But, um, you know, it's, you know, we, prov- we try our best to, you know, guide them down the path of, you know, where they need to go to, you know, show this particular, you know, feature and, and tie it to a value proposition. Um, sometimes you, you know, it deviates, you know, you, you kind of get off on a, on a bit of a side tangent, um, you know, as a demo engineering, you know, person and being on a demo engineering team, you know, you try your best to make those, you know, transitions from kind of your main path to different tangents as, as smooth as possible. And it's impossible to cover every, you know, possible scenario that might happen. I mean, it would be, you know, nothing would ever get done. So you, you kind of have to pick and choose, okay, this is what could potentially happen. Where's it going to go 80% of the time based on feedback that you're getting back from the field and kind of take that feedback and distill it and say, okay, based on this, this is what we need to process prioritize. And are there different types of demos like based on stages in CRM? Yeah, sure. So uh, you you have your Harbor Tour demo, um, which is kind of just the highlight, you know, 50,000 foot level, you know, demo of a product. Um, Definitely something you would do kind of pre-discovery, you know, or, or right, right as you're going into the discovery process. And then as you're just, you've done your discovery and you figured out what the customer pain points are, then you can further tailor your demo to say, okay, this is going to show this particular pain point, And we're going to tell the story of how our solution resolves that pain point. Gotcha. And what about POCs? Like when do you know that, a POC is required and do you only do these POCs for like larger companies, especially if you have a demo engineering team that has created multiple versions of the demo that then will align to, like you said, discovery versus maybe it's 95% and they need to convince, you know, someone else or they're at that step in the process where maybe they're uh, evaluating a variety of different vendors and you're Mm -hmm. competing head to head and this POC will hopefully take you, you know, over the top. Yeah. It's really a matter of figuring out, you know, is this opportunity enough and is it strategic enough to kind of pursue it in a, in a POC type of way? Um, A lot of times there are, you know, the, the companies are set up in different ways and 
uh, with the way that we're set up um, at AppDynamics, it's a very, you know, hands-on type of company. You know, we're very, you know, very much technology focused and we do pursue a lot of, you know, POCs. And because our, our mantra is, you know, we can show this to you all, all day long, but why don't we get in there and prove the value of the solution? Gotcha. Wayne, thank you so much. If, if you were to give one actionable tip to a, an SE out there who's looking to improve their demoing and something that they could like implement tomorrow, what would that tip be? I would just say be genuine. Um, you know, as you're, and it's not so much, um, you know, doing thing, you know, a technical tip, it's more of, you know, just presenting to the customer, be genuine. Um, you're going to have a lot more credibility, you know, if you're, you know, if you're genuine as opposed to, you know, something that's very robotic um, and just make sure that, you know, whatever is being delivered, there's a story and that story ties back to, you know, the salt, the problem that you're trying to solve. Awesome. Wayne, thank you so much. If folks want to follow you on social media or maybe learn more about opportunities at App Dynamics, uh, what are some good URLs or handles to reach you? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn under Wayne Brown. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and, and my, ha- my handle there is the Wayne Brown. Um, so follow me there, um, connect with me on LinkedIn. And, you know, we're always looking for fantastic talent to join us. So if, if it's something that's interesting, you know, reach out to me. Awesome. Wayne, have a great, great day. I can't wait to get out to Montana and in that nature. And, the, you know, it's just so beautiful. And if I'm in town, I'll, I'll shoot you a LinkedIn message. Yeah, please, yeah, please do. And, th- and thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks. You too.